Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fuel the Fire podcast. My name is Cole, and uh, these are my co-hosts, Mateo. Hello. And my other co-host, Jordan. Hey, what's up, everybody? And uh, as many of you know, today we will be talking about Fit for King's new album, The Path, which released last Friday. Um, it's uh, one of the most probably beloved albums already of 2020 so far, just because we haven't had a lot of new releases. And I think it made a lot of people actually pretty happy. A lot of people were surprised by how good it was. Some people didn't like it. There are some songs that were okay and some that were amazing. Um, we're going to talk about just each song. I would say that's... Uh... That's it's got definitely mixed reviews, I would say, just from what I've seen. But oh yeah, definitely. We're gonna talk about mm-hmm. just each song and say our thoughts and opinions on it. And uh, yeah, we'll be going song by song, track by track, and uh, then we'll just kind of rate the album as a whole at the end of it. So, uh, Mateo, do you want to go first? All right, sure. So the first song on the album is "The Face of Hate." So this is actually one of my favorite songs on the record. Uh, it's just got like a really cool intro to it where it kind of builds up into this big scream and this really, really awesome guitar lead line and just goes on. Uh, it reminds me a lot of As I Lay Dying and Kill Switch Engage. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Ryan, of course, had toured with As I Lay Dying and did a lot of stuff where he was talking about how he is they're very influential on him so it doesn't surprise me at all if they went that route yeah it's not quite as heavy as previous openers like engraved but uh i think it's a pretty cool song oh god <laughs> very cool intro and i remember engraved uh, no i'm not gonna start talking about another band yeah i think it was a great great intro. dark skies is what i was talking about <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was thinking of like I was thinking that engraved remind me of like We Came as Romans, uh, Vultures of Clipped Wings. Maybe you know it kind of like this really like kind of eerie intro. Then it gets like super heavy, you know. Versus like it's kind of a style. Yeah, like the face of hate just has like this epic sound, which a lot of the album has. Yeah, epic lead, it's just like yeah. this epic build up sort of thing, like really setting. It's a very radio friendly like album, but like a lot of the songs were actually like really surprising. Like I actually yeah. liked the face of hate. Um, I thought I had a really good breakdown in the course. wasn't really like bad. I it was actually very engaging, you know. And once again, I was say I don't think it's actually <laughs> one of the uh, best courses at all on the album because the courses are so good on this album. But it's definitely a solid course. Like it's not one of the worst or anything like that. I don't know if the courses were all right. Um, there's a few songs that I did not like the course too much, but um. Yeah, I think this one was pretty solid, and of course the lead guitar. Jordan, what were your thoughts on it? I agree with you guys. I think uh, the intro, and we've talked about this before, the intro for me was pretty awesome. Just one, knowing that they came out with a new album, you're right, there wasn't a lot of new stuff in 2020, and plus not being able to go to concerts and stuff like that. I think people are craving this type of music. Um, so the intro for me was awesome. Like I was getting goosebumps as it's leading up, and I'm like waiting and waiting and waiting, and then bam they just drop vocals and it's like the riffs are great uh the build-up yeah it's it's i thought it was pretty heavy i liked it a lot as a good lead-in for an album it's definitely uh a more radio friendly type of song but like it Mm -hmm. has enough screaming to the point where it isn't it's definitely very much like 2000s like metalcore 
respect to that kind of sound. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. That's that was my thoughts on it too when I first heard it. I think I said it like four times. Which most of the album is like that, so Yeah, it's definitely like refreshing. I just wish on the album overall that some of the riffs were a little bit more different, a little more unique. Uh, I felt like the entire thing, like, it just was, like, the same riff over and over, just in different songs, yeah. or, like, slightly different, you know? It's like, they could, could mm-hmm. they not use, like, a pinch harmonic or something, or just, like, anything else to make it a little more unique for some of the breakdowns, you know? I was going to say, that's a, a trend now I've noticed in the scene, where there's a lot of bands just repeating the same riffs over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and it's, like... Yeah. It's, it's, it's like just, always in the same album they yeah, do that. It's always in the same album. Each album is different but sounds similar because of those those things. Yeah. It's just kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah like I I get I think it's all right to have some songs where it's like, oh yeah, you're Peter Riff, but like mm-hmm. with Fit for Kane, there's probably like what half the album is just like this they use they do the main riff like three times and then the breakdown is like not much different than the actual riff <laughs> for most yeah. of them. Like then, I remember like uh, we're, we'll get to Annihilation, but that song I have <laughs> not fond opinions of. So. Yeah. So, so what would you uh, rate this song? Let's get on to, oh yeah. So I would rate Phase of Hate a. I, I'd probably give it a solid like three out of five if we're doing it on the five scale. Like I didn't think it was. Uh, I would. I didn't think it was out of this world, but I definitely thought it was solid. Uh, to me, like a three is just kind of like it's meh. <laughs> Um, I would say yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. I mean, I've I would say it's probably like a solid four. Uh, mm, like you're wrong, that's fine. <laughs> well, wow, I think joking, you're wrong. So <laughs> uh, I would say it's a solid five. So I'm neutral. So. <laughs> Are we doing point five? Like yes, point? point five is definitely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll stay with my three. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so Jordan, you said three point five for face. I mean, I I liked it. It wasn't my favorite song on the on the album. Um. So I would I would go with a three, honestly. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was good. I like it. I mean, I've been listening to it a lot, but that build up really is what uh, the build what up keeps is me interested in it. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like it may have went a little too long. I don't know. Like I felt like that like, intro was like, okay, come on, let's get to the get to the main song. You know, that was my was opinion like, a little bit. But it was like fifty something seconds. Yeah, it was like a full like. I don't really care. Like, I like uh, intros like that, so. <laughs> it's cool, yeah, but in live, it's probably yeah. incredible. You know. It could have been its and, own track, honestly, and then they could have gone into that yeah, and right? then jumped into the different song. Yeah. See, I'm happy they didn't blend it though, because I, I like I know Wage War has done that, and I'm like, mm-hmm. some of like the first songs they start their albums with are so epic, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like. I mean, what what songs like ho- called Hollow or something? That's towards yeah. like the end. No, that's at remember. the beginning like, of Blueprints, I believe. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like the most epic thing, and it leads to like "Don't Let Me Fade Away." Or no, no, no I'm thinking no, of that, um, no, no, at least it doesn't Deadly. lead to a life. Or I think I actually don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I don't know. Like I like worship those albums, and I don't remember. But let's we're talking about Fit for King. Yeah. I'll stop talking about. Other I was albums. gonna say back on track. Um, so let's go to the second song on the album, which is Breaking the Mirror, which I personally thought was actually good, pretty good. I liked it more than The Face of Hate. Um, I get kind of gave them like almost the same reign, but since we're doing point fives, you know, it's a little different. But uh, first off, the solo in that song was incredible. And 
I think something that was really shined from this album was how amazing the the lead guitar was. Oh yeah, like it was incredible. Like they gave Daniel so much like power and control over what he wanted to do with the lead, and it was great. Yeah, so having that fitness inspiration was fantastic. You know, I was gonna say uh, with this like. Daniel is all over this album. Uh, he's brand new member too, but like he is all over this album when it comes to the lead mm-hmm. guitar work. Which I mean, I always like love solos, so I I really like the touch, especially when they would do like the breakdowns and then the solos on the album, which happens a couple times. Uh, I really mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but overall, with Breaking the Mirror, it's a song where it was the lead single, and so we've had it for several months now, and. Uh, I wasn't big on it at first, but it's actually grew on me a lot. I actually really like it, but and I think it yeah same here. It sounds really well right after a face of hate. Like the transition between those two is very good, and like it just makes breaking the mirrors like chorus hit way harder. Uh, oh, but yeah. I would say, just with that, I would think it's a very solid song. It's definitely radio friendly. I mean, it is on radio right now with SiriusXM, but uh, it's very solid song it's not like my favorite on the album but it's definitely pretty solid yeah agreed jordan what were your thoughts on it i liked it a lot and actually you're right because it came out so long ago i forgot it was a new song like a new release i kept thinking it was from previous fit for a king but i liked it i thought vocals were good i thought the lyrics were really good um i I like the the verse where he says i'm letting go of my failures and erasing the anger like i love that and like to me, yeah. that's just a pretty powerful message because nowadays everybody's so caught up in, you know, in this type of stuff, all of the anger that's going on in the world and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, I just got to let that stuff go. And I've been saying that um, lately, like I'm tired of the news. I'm tired of hearing about all these riots. I'm tired of hearing about all this stuff. And this kind of was like, yeah, you know, now I'm li- listening to it again. And it's actually been like, to me, like a motivating song. Like, I think it's really good. And that was really their intention oh. with the album because like mm-hmm. they had said, especially Tuck and Ryan had both said about how they wanted this to be a more positive album because Dark Skies was obviously a very dark album. Dark. <laughs> and uh, they wanted to just make it very positive and uplifting. And a lot of those songs do have that quality. If you look at the lyrics, they're oftentimes, even though sometimes they're so anthemic to the where they're a bit cheesy, not quite on this song, but on other songs, which we'll get to. But I do think that the positive lyrics definitely provide a different listening experience than previous uh, Fit for King albums. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, for Breaking the Mirror, I'd probably give this song, compared to like Face of Hate, I'd probably give it like a 3.4, 3.3. I was like, I, I liked it just a little more, but I, like, I didn't think it was like this like out of the park, you know, song. I mean, I'd rate it about a 3.5 for me. Just because, like, it's a good song, but it's, like, not, like, great or anything. It's just a really solid song. Yeah. Jordan, what about you? What would you rate yeah. it? So I was going to give it a four. But, I mean, I think it's a great song. Like I yeah. said, I enjoy it. I think it's a pretty positive song, considering Dark Skies was very dark. Um, so I, I really liked it a lot. I'm going four. All right. So the next song on the album is Cole's favorite, Annihilation. <laughs> Annihilation! 
Okay, the song sucks. I give it a one out of five. Next, next. Yeah, yeah. No, wait, no, wait. Can I go to point like a point five? Yeah. No, I point one. I like. I should have given the song a one in my reaction because oh there's nothing I like about this song. Like, I, it has so no. Bad. It has no peak. I'm telling you, yeah. it has no peak, and it's just using the same riff over and yeah. over again. It's not even a good riff, too. Like, I don't know why people are saying, "Oh, yeah, this and the path were the best songs." I'm like, oh, are you joking? I don't know. Those why two are the worst. Yeah. yeah, like those are legitimately like the worst songs. Like, I I don't think Annihilation has anything good about it. Is because I like I I just can't do it. It's so boring. Maybe it's because like as I listen to more metalcore, I want it to be a little more unique and like you know just different in general. You know. Um, I was like, just because this entire song is just the same riff, and then the breakdown is just like, it's not not good. Mm-hmm. This there's like no the it does it, it doesn't peak though. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And I I don't really like the breakdowns where it's just like it's not unique. It's just like there's opens or something like that. Or Paul mutes. Like I, I want it to be crazy. Like I know with like um Wage War they have some like crazy like leads and stuff like that with their breakdowns, and I don't like how simple breakdowns can be it's especially with like the path so i i give it i give it a point one if i can the, the lowest possible rating so i don't think it is an awful song uh i think that it's definitely way too repetitive and they definitely should have changed up the riff at least for the breakdown or somewhere because the riff it's not even that heavy it's just Mm-mm. it's just there sort of thing like it doesn't hit as hard as it should and it's just very repetitive uh I do really like the intro of that song because, like, the intro gets you really hyped, but then, like, mm-hmm. the s- song is very underwhelming compared to the intro. The intro is really cool, and I think it does blend well from Breaking the Mirror into Annihilation. I think the song is a lot better on the album rather than an individual single or song, uh, which I do think it does flow fairly well, but again, it's just way too repetitive. It's definitely the weakest track behind the, the title track, in my opinion, which is the next song. But, I mean, I would say it's probably a 2.5 out of 5 just because it's not, it doesn't give you a headache or anything. It's not, like, absolutely awful. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of there. <laughs> you so. think it's, like, the worst Fit for Kane song? No. I would say, I would argue the path is. But. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I, like, I actually don't think you're wrong because the path is a title track. You oh, yeah, know? it's the like, title track. Title tracks yeah. are meant to be, like, the best possible things, you know? But I mean, we'll so get to the path, the Jordan. Single. What were your thoughts on Annihilation? I don't know if I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, we're, I, we're, we're, we're sharks, man. Go. Yeah, no, I'm on the same page as you. It wasn't one of my favorite songs. Great drums. Thought the intro was really great. I actually liked the breakdown, but now you make me kind of rethink it, so I need <laughs> to listen to it again. But Yeah, I'm, I mean, like, probably... Like Mateo can testify to this. I like only listen to metalcore and like progressive metal, you know. Mm-hmm. So I have very high expectations when it comes to riffs and breakdowns. Like right. when I listen to songs, I like am always listening to the guitar. So I'm like, okay, does it? What it? What is going on in this verse? Okay, this yeah. breakdown. It better not mm-hmm. be so simple and boring. I want it to be unique. I want it to be like invent animate level, you know. And of course, <laughs> I don't get that every time because they are just you know gods with guitars, but yeah. still, you know. And that's that's what my expectation is. I feel like metalcore because Fifteen is like metalcore mm-hmm. is kind of going out. They're kind of returning to what was like big in like the two thousands, where it was just like really simple riffs. Like it's not like too technical or anything. It's just like palm mutes or something. And I'm like, I don't. I've never liked the style. I want it to be really unique and just crazy. And I just mm-hmm. I don't know. Like Wage War does it different because they have ambience and stuff like that, and they find a lot of cool ways to make it engaging. 
but a lot of bands are just going back to that simple like palm mutes, you know, opens, you know. I just I've never found it that appealing. So I give it a three. <laughs> a three? Okay. Yeah, I'd say metalcore in general is going back to the two thousands, which I think is funny. Like you had the new metalcore thing that's very popular right now where they're incorporating new metal into metalcore. They are going back to the two thousands, kill switch engage, as the lay dying stuff. Uh, but like I would say overall it's just also I love how you keep bringing up Wage War though they are not a unique band whatsoever. But uh Well they they have a lot of their songs are like top tier. Oh stuff, they are man. they are definitely top tier. I'm just saying like they're I would not say, unique like, at they're, all. I can't think of an Irish song in Melkor that's just like the river where oh, yeah. it's like that many breakdowns, you know? And um hey, the like dude, river is think great. about like Stitch like chain like inspired <laughs> definitely a ton of people. Oh yeah. But I'm just saying like, like just the, because it's like there's not this, they have a few songs that aren't like that are pretty cool, but like in terms of and unique, but like in terms of the actual like overall discography, it isn't exactly the most unique thing out there, which you keep seemingly saying. So I just want to put that out there. But I would say that it's, it's like yeah, top of the it's top definitely of the line, it is top tier though. Like I'm not saying it's bad because just because something isn't unique does not make it bad whatsoever. Uh, but I'm just saying that's not. I don't think it's good. Yeah, I don't think it's terrible. I don't think yeah. it's their greatest song, but I don't think it's terrible. I mean, I like oh, yeah. listening to it. Like I don't mind so. listening to it. I've listened to it probably like ten times. But I mean, that's just because mm-hmm. of a couple of listens from the single than the album listens. But I mean, I don't mind it. Like if it were to come on, I'm not gonna skip it unless it like just gets too annoying. But uh, like I, it's it's fine for what it is. All right, so mm-hmm. the next song on the album is the title track, The Path. Destroying the fear, ignoring the lies, embracing the pain, the strong survive. Destroying the fear, ignoring the lies, it's time to <laughs> Are we skipping uh, this one too? We're not skipping it. I'm just telling you, like, when it gets to, like, these two songs, it is just, like, the lowest point of it the album. It is the lowest point of the like, album. I, I, Which kinda, I think is why the yeah. next, like, six songs hit so hard on the album, which we'll get to. But it's because the path is such a low, low for this record. And I think that's why just the rest of the album after it just sounds so mm-hmm. great. Uh, yeah, kinda... maybe they maybe they did that on purpose. You maybe know, you think like pe- they knew people weren't gonna like these songs. They're like, okay, so we're gonna really lower their expectations yes. too, and then we're gonna make it great. I mean, the expectations for the path were insanely low, and then they blew them out of the park with those last six yeah. songs. So, because so, I'm just saying, like, because it was um, Annihilation, the Path, and one of the best songs on the album, Prophet. Uh, anyway, so let's talk about the path. So basically. The song very much seemed like a Parkway Drive knockoff to me. Like they seemed like they were trying to go for Parkway Drive, like their IR album or something. Like it was full up Parkway Drive with, um, you know, the riff from Pantera, like Walk, I believe is what it's called. Like it's literally that riff. Like it's that riff, but in a drop tuning. And so they combined that with the pretty generic Parkway Drive uh, sounds and. The gang vocals in the chorus just, I mean, I don't really like gang vocals in the first place, but those ones just annoy me. And it's just a very repetitive song. I mean, that riff, which is literally just one note bend over and over and over and over, like it doesn't change at all. Uh, I think that's like 
it's it's just an annoying song to me. I know a lot of people said it was their favorite, surprisingly, but the people that didn't like it really did not like it. I, it's it's the worst song on the album, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in the middle with it. I like it, but to me, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's not. The, I don't. Again, not the greatest song, but I don't think it's a terrible song either. Um, it definitely has a kind of a like a anthem type sound. It's very to it, radio like, friendly cheering you on yeah it's very radio friendly i guess that's a good way to say it so I, the bell the bells in it just kind of oh my gosh <laughs> uh, yeah the bells on this album there's a bell in like eight out of the ten songs and it right. is just right so overused and obnoxious with this song in particular because there's a bell every mm-hmm. like seven seconds or whatever like when when there's no when they're not singing there's a bell somewhere and it's just right. it's always the same bell sample in every song that it has it in and does it multiple times but mm-hmm. i mean i made a meme about that but it's uh the bell is just probably just brings that that one particular song because i think it works well in some songs like stockholm mm-hmm. and but uh it just does not work well with the path yeah, I did. I just I didn't like the path, man. It was one, it was just like an annihilation where I'm like, the song doesn't have like it doesn't go anywhere. Really, it doesn't go anywhere. I just felt like it was. They there had to have been other songs that they wrote that were better than it. You know? Oh yeah, like, I agree. I thought the lead guitar was great and it had a pretty solid breakdown. Oh yeah, like, it did. I I really did not like the chorus and oh, yeah. I just felt I don't know. I just wasn't wasn't a huge fan. It just didn't feel right to me. You know, because I'm like, this is this is a title track. These are supposed to be like arguably the best songs on the album. Yeah. You know, I was like, and I just thought it was disappointing. It was very disappointing. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I saw this one on the live uh, concert, like live stream concert they did. And that was like my first listen of it. And I thought, OK, this doesn't sound bad, but it's very Parkway Drive-esque. And then once the I heard it on record, like it was so much better on the live stream than it was on record. So, yeah. All right. So, what was your rating so what's on the it? rating? I would give the path the song a um. I'll go with one. I'll go with a one. Higher, higher than annihilation. Ouch. I would give it a probably a one point five, just because like it does have some good parts. Like the lead guitar is pretty good, and the breakdown, while very short, is somewhat different from the rest of the song but i mean overall it's just not a good song <laughs> i'm going three i thought it was a pretty good song I mean, <laughs> even though yes more radio friendly but you know that's where i listen to a lot of my music is radio so i kind of like it but i don't think it's again greatest song on the album no but i did enjoy it so uh, do you have any song that's going to be under a three today jordan <laughs> uh Probably not. Probably not. I I mean, I like the whole album. I mean, and and we'll go song by song. I know, but I didn't think any of them was terrible or, or you know, like made my ears bleed or anything like that. So I don't think I don't think it was the greatest. I don't think it was the greatest fit for a King album compared to others. Dark skies, creation, destruction. (laughs) You know, those two are you know masterpieces. Yes, but I don't think it was like the worst album. So no, I think it was their worst album, but not like the worst like metal out al- metalcore yeah. right. album. Right. I I've yeah. definitely heard worse this year from metalcore. Um, oh my god! <laughs> I do think that it, I I think it's the it's better than Descendants, but 
I've seen most other. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really count that album, but that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I always, that's I, I like don't even think about that album to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the next song on the album is "Profit." Gosh, what a banner. That that song is flipping legit, let me tell you. Because the amazing clean vocals. Because, dude, we finally got to hear Tuck sing. Yeah. Which I felt like, dude, I felt like it was forever. I had someone say to me in one of the, my comment sections, it was like, to be honest, though, Tuck is not a good singer. I'm like, what? Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, what? I, I was like, are you, are you nuts? Like, they said Ryan has better clean vocals. I'm like, I, I disagree, man. Like, Tuck has a really Ryan cool, and it has a, 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 kind of a unique voice, to my opinion. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Prophet, uh, amazing clean vocals, and the guitar was sweet. And I think it was probably the best chorus of the first like half album that we even heard. And I think it was probably one of the top choruses in the entire album. Um, I would say just like with Prophet, it took a few listens because it felt kind oh, of yeah. convoluted at first because they're changing so much in it. But like it, it, and it just seemed very sudden. But I would say the ambient clean guitar intro was something that I was not expecting on this album. And so I was like shocked when I heard it because I was not expecting that from them on this album. And then, uh, of course, it just gets in with the heavy drop F tune guitars and stuff like that. And uh, it's a very good song. I will say lyrically, it is probably the best song on the album. I mean, and there's a lot of passion behind what they're saying and stuff. Yeah. Both Ryan and Tuck deliver top-notch vocal performances whether it's clean singing or screaming uh very good Uh, it took a few listens for me to fully get into it but now it's definitely one of my favorites on the album jordan what are your thoughts (laughs) this wasn't one of my favorites but i did like it i don't know it it wasn't my my top favorite song on the album i i did enjoy it and i probably need to listen to it a little bit more but the times that it came on, I kind of skipped to the next song. <laughs> um, I know a few people yeah. that said that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, for me, I think the album got really good after this. Yeah, I, I can agree that the album got really good after that song, but I would say that that song is, it's one of the better songs in the album, but it's not like my favorite favorite on the album. Yeah, exactly. I mean... I kind of skipped it. I had it on shuffle when it would come on. I would just kind of go to the next one. Yeah. So, I mean, I would give it a. Th- I'm gonna go two. Are you happy? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Really? <laughs> you the path over uh, that one? No, that the may change. An annihilation yeah. over the pat profit. I think profit was like a, one of the one of the best songs on the album. Man, Jordan. profit was very fifrikin esque. Like like older fifrikin yeah. sounded like that. Like yeah, it sounded like it could have been like on Death Grip. Yeah, like I was like, dude, it could like literally have been on another Fit for a King album like that. I thought Profit was like, this is Fit for a King, you know. I would give Profit a four out of five. I think it was one of the top songs. Yeah, I would, I would say it's a solid. It's in between three point five and four for me. Like, not quite there yet, but I've been enjoying it a lot more recently. So I would not be surprised if it hits a four. All right, I'll listen to it again and then we'll yeah. see what happens. 
Yeah, dude, because that chorus, is, it's very sweet, and yeah. plus the lyrics, which are better than most of the stuff that was on the album, I'd say. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely has the best lyrics on the album. Um, another thing I would like to add is, I know I mentioned before, it is kind of convoluted and changes like, to, like too abruptly and stuff. We'll say it is a little bit repetitive. Just a little bit, like uh, one well, chorus the entire too album, Yeah, I know. To be honest, I mean, most right. of the album is repetitive, but I just think like if it was just one chorus shorter, I think it it'd have a higher rating for me. Yeah. So anyways, so the next song <laughs> on the album is "Locked in My Head." Locked in my head. This this is uh not the best lyric. Well, see, I think this has like it has. I think the lyrics are great on it. Yeah, I think it, the lyrics are good. I just felt like they could have had like better motivation for it. You know, like I thought it was too radio friendly to me. But at the same time, I really don't well, like this like kind of radio rock, radio metal thing yeah. at all. So, I mean, I kind of grew up on that stuff. So I mean, I venture just do kind of like some of it. What my biggest mm-hmm. problem is when. Bands do it without passion, and it's just clearly, obviously, trying to sell out. Versus Fifth Rear King, when you hear them talk about the song, when you hear them uh, sing the song, and like even on the record, you tell there is a lot of passion behind the song. Mm-hmm. And they what they said that the path was supposed to be an album where they basically they wanted to make music that sounded like the stuff they grew up on. And obviously, all five members grew up on radio rock from the two thousands, which is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, it's not a bad yeah. song by yeah, any means. It's pretty that. good, but and especially when you compare it to the rest of the stuff that's in its genre, it's probably one of the best songs out there right now on Octane and stuff like that. But uh, it's definitely not like what you normally would want from Fifth King. Is like when I think of Fifth King, I just want like something really heavy, which we'll get to uh, the next song. But I do think it is a very solid track, but it's not like one of my favorites on the album. Hmm. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I oh, what are you gonna rate it then? Um, I don't want to cut you off. I sorry. would, I'd probably rate it like that's eh, solid three point five, same as Breaking Mirror. Yeah, see, I, I liked it. I and no, it's not typical fit for a king, but every time it comes on, it kind of gets my interest. Like I look right away and I go, oh yeah, this is fit for a king. Very radio friendly. But see, I like that it's a little bit different. Yeah, in the sense that like. You know, you see bands, you know, like Linkin Park, you know, they came out oh, with yeah. their last album before Chester, uh, you know, killed himself. And it was totally nothing like Linkin Park. But see, I liked that because yeah. I thought good for them to go out and try something different and experiment. And I think that's what a lot of bands like to do, but are scared to yeah. do it. And I think they took a chance with this one and I thought it worked well. Well, I I think saying, it's, it's great. I was kind of besides your point, but I'm actually a big Linkin Park fan. And uh, I don't know if you've heard this, but like, their other albums like so pretty much every album after meteora was very experimental for them and mm-hmm. like way more so than one more light was and so like they right. were not afraid to try so many different things i mean none of those songs really reached the same success as the first two albums did but it was oh, very no. experimental mm-hmm. and i would say one more light just felt very like it didn't seem like it really fit the band and some of it was definitely just I mean with the features and stuff like that I mean some of it was definitely an attempt to get more on pop radio 
But I mean, mm-hmm. still, there was definitely a lot of experimentation on that record, which I do think is what Fifer can try to do because they wanted to. They had a goal of because they were getting close to one million by this point on Spotify, and so they're like, "Let's put out a song that would be not only a great radio hit, but also just a solid song in general that wouldn't be selling out." Obviously, when you hear the album, so I think that's kind of what they tried to do is they tried to further their success while not losing their fans, which I mean, mm-hmm. some fans will trash them for it, but I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's a good song. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah definitely. I, I give it a four. Oh, wow. Man, uh, over the, man. Oh, Jordan, your your ratings are yep. giving me anxiety. This is I why give, I have no followers. I, I, I give I give the lock I get locked out of my head. Um, wait, no, locked in my head. Jesus, locked out of my head. <laughs> man, bro, what what band is this? No, um, I give it two out of two out of five. I was like, I uh, thought it was better than Annihilation and the Path, of course, but I did not like it more than Breaking the Mirror in the Face of Hate. Yeah. So. And two, the best four songs of the album. Yes. God of Fire. Step into the dark. Gosh, what a simple and very hype song. Very fun. But uh, I loved it. The only things that are in this song are the amazing, 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 amazing breakdown, and then the amazing hook, Bow Down to the God of Fire. Uh, I liked the verses where it was kind of like electronic, like techno, so very similar to Alien by Northlane, you know? It had like just kind of like that kind of like almost experimental kind of vibe to it, but I liked the, I liked the song. Uh, it is like repetitive. I don't think it gets old too quick because if you really like that riff, it just is so enjoyable to keep listening to because it feels so heavy, you know. But yeah. So my thoughts on that. I mean, going back to the techno parts there, I do think that some of them don't quite fit properly. Uh, it doesn't remind me of Alien just because Northlanes were definitely more new metal style electronics versus these are definitely like just techno electronics. Like they're all glitched yeah. out, and uh, I don't know. It the song definitely did get old for me pretty fast. Uh, it's just it's very very repetitive, and the riff is very good, but it's just there's not much to it. I do feel like Rio could have stood out more in his feature. Like it was a very short feature, and he does sing a bit in the breakdown too, or scream a bit in the breakdown too, but. I don't know. I feel like I it was a waste of a feature. Very disappointing. Yeah. yeah, I thought that. I was like, dude, he has some, one of the lamest features I've ever heard in an album. It's just like there and gone, you know? Which I do think this is not one of the best songs on the album by any means, but I will say it's not bad at all. I don't think it's bad in the slightest. It's just repetitive and gets boring after a while. It's also made yeah. for live shows. Like that's what Fifer King said was a lot of these songs are made for live shows. Almost all of these, including Annihilation, I'm sure will go off really well live. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, John, this, what were your thoughts I, on the song? I was gonna say, uh, this is one of my favorites on the album. I like it. I love the like industrial sound to it. I like the music. Like musically, it's my favorite on the album. I think it's got good lyrics. I know you guys hate me. (laughs) Uh, I love Crystal Lake. I live in Crystal Lake. So I was excited that that Rio was on the album or on the song. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think Crystal Lake is a, a great band, and and we saw them live. Literally, we saw them with Fred for King last show before everything closed down. So I was really excited. Uh, Jake actually got me into them. I was like, Crystal Lake is a band. And uh, ever since I started listening to, to them, I'm like, I've become a huge fan of theirs. Uh, but I thought the bass was really good on it. I mean, I think Ryan's a, a great bassist all around. So I really like this song and I'm scared to say what I would give it. But let's just say it was rated pretty high. What would you don't don't tell me it's a five. I, I'll give it like a four point five. It's not my favorite song. Okay, I was asking like if you give this a five, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's your you're opinion. You're kicking me out. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll well. give it a three. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a pretty average one because like mm-hmm. it's it's very like it's very simple and like I felt like they could have added more to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, I understand with it being that simple, you know. Like not every song needs to be the most technical, but at the same time, this song, this album has like no technical songs. So it's all like just the kind of simple riffs, breakdowns. Like there's some songs, of course, in these next three, which are like, whoa. Oh know? yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But the next song on the album is very good. Next song is called Stockholm. It's kind of short, but I think it's two fits minutes very and thirty well. seconds, yeah. man. Is it's, that even it's, a song? It's a very good yeah, song. Yeah, somehow it needs it needs it, dude. If they added thirty more seconds, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. this would probably have been the best song on the album, it's, in my opinion. <laughs> it's pulverizing. I mean, it is easily one of the heaviest songs on the album, probably the second heaviest. But I mean, it's a very, very good song, and I've played it a lot. It's, it's just too short. Song, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. short. that's what that's what bothers me, and it really tanks its rating a little bit yeah. for me. Because I'm like, man, like, oh, yeah. why are you gonna make one of your heaviest songs like the shortest? Or like, you definitely could have added things, and most of the time, your song minimum needs to at least be like two minutes and fifty seconds. But they are like two thirty. Yeah, and the twenty seconds is a huge difference. Twenty thirty seconds, oh, you yeah. know, like you could have at least hit that three minute mark, you know. Added like a really cool intro that's like eerie or something or outro. I don't know. Like done something. I don't even care if there's music. Just at least let it be something. Yeah. Yeah. But um, with Stockholm, right before the chorus, I have no idea what it is. But there's some weird sample where the music cuts yeah. out and plays the sample for about two seconds. I'm like, what the heck? Like, it took me a while to get yeah, used to it. I like, I dig it now, but it was just very weird on first listen. Also, the song reminds me a lot of Blueprints era Wage War. So, oh yeah, dude, yeah, mm-hmm. very good track. <laughs> Jordan, what's Jordan, your what were your thoughts? <laughs> so, not one of my favorites. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, I thought it was really good. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I actually really like this a lot. But I'm with you. It could have been a lot longer. I think uh, you like you start getting really into it, and then it's like over. You know, yeah. uh, I think it sounds more like old fit for a king i think it's really heavy oh, yeah. uh, i i do like this one a lot like i said I, like from locked in my head down was a, most of my favorites yeah. so i mean i like it i have to listen to it a few times over and over because it's so short 
like you start getting into it, it's done. I got to play it again, listen to it. So, but I like it a lot. I think it's a great song. Which it is actually kind of smart when you're tr- when you're playing the streaming game because like if you can get someone mm-hmm. to just keep repeating your song over and over and over again, I mean that's yeah. that's another like what whole seven cents that you're earning. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, you d- that's double than what the average song would usually get. So I mean, is mm-hmm. it is? Yeah. What's your ratings on it? I would give it a, um, I'm trying to think, because it's really tough because, um, like, some of the songs were, like, very good. Like, these last three are, like, very, like, competitive on my list, you know? Right. Um, I would give Stockholm a solid, maybe, I'm trying to think. I'd give it, like, a four. Yeah. I think a four is probably I was going to give it a four, too. I don't want to go too high. I gave it a four, too, so finally we agreed. We all agreed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we all agree fours across the board nice yeah i liked it I, it's one of my favorites all right so maybe we'll see if we can agree on this next one so the next song is called louder voice every upbringing i let in every dream just to watch it fall apart around me a voice in each ear wanting to rip it down Gosh, what a banner. <laughs> I thought that this, this was my favorite song off the album. Like, I've been jamming Profit dude. a lot, but this song was like, I heard it and I was like, this is what I was wanting from this album because it was like the most fit for a King song, I oh, think, yeah, that they made sure. on it. Like, dude, that chorus was so good. And then they actually, like, I just love that they used Tuck's voice because I felt like that was a huge part of what made Dark Skies good was because Tuck and Ryan had a really good balance their their voices and that chorus was amazing and the riff was like it was sweet and unique you know and it was emotion mm-hmm. the song was emotional lyrically oh, yeah. and I felt like it having a different riff that wasn't just like palm mutes or something like that or just opens or on the one you know like it was just so refreshing because I felt like all the riffs and breakdowns were the exact same thing and this I at least felt different and it diverted my expectations you know yeah, I actually wasn't big on this song at first because like the it has the like the cool intro where it has like the emotional part with Ryan talking and then going into just like a really heavy crushing riff out of nowhere. And I love the first mm-hmm. verse on this song. Like it's very punky and Daniel screams on this, which is pretty cool. But I thought the song overall at first I thought was a bit convoluted. It still kind of is, but it's I've definitely gotten more into it with repeated listens and it's definitely probably it's probably my second favorite on the album actually but yeah i really enjoy mm-hmm. it now the chorus is great the breakdown is great i love they put a solo in there it just adds a lot because it's a very emotional sounding solo like it's not just a normal solo just a solo it's definitely adds weight to the song so i really like it it's definitely one of the best songs in the album in my opinion uh yeah i mean i would i would give it a solid four mm-hmm what about you, uh, Jordan? I was going to say, so I'm going to start out with saying I gave it a five. This one is my favorite song on the album. Yeah. I loved it. It, it. Now, the question I have, and I'm going to sound kind of silly probably when I ask this, is but when he gets to the line where he says, um, I see it in the distance, is that Tuck? That's Daniel. That's Daniel. See, I like I like that voice. I think that gives it such a great oh, yeah. variety on there. And it, I mean, there's there's all these different, like the screaming, the clean vocals, and you've got Daniel singing that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was such a great song. I mean, I 
definitely I've, it's been on repeat quite a bit today uh, i played it over and over and over i love that song definitely my favorite song on the album yeah. i give it a 5.5 5 if <sighs> i can do that we need more daniel screams because like his <laughs> yeah, voice was yeah. awesome it actually reminded me a it lot of Beartooth. Because like that first verse sounded a lot like Beartooth was like the punk, mm-hmm. hardcore punk sound, but then Daniel's screams just sound a lot like Shomo's. They really do. But I mean, I thought that was a very solid song overall. Yeah, yeah I was like, I would give that song. I so I don't th- I don't think it's like a top ten favorite game song. Like it could be, um, but I'd give it like a four point eight or something like that. Like pretty much a five. There's a lot of other songs from other Fit for Kingdoms I'd give the same rating or even higher, but I definitely like a lot of those songs probably more than this song. Like when everything means nothing is a five, and yeah, this is very close to it, but everything means nothing I feel like beats the song like on every little aspect just because I think that song's like perfect and amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. But like I still think this is a great song, and I'm mainly trying to base it solely on the album and compare it to the other songs, not just, oh, yeah, this, is, this doesn't compare to this song on another album, you know? So... Yeah, I, I yeah, give it a four point eight. All right, so Vendetta. the final track on the album is called Vendetta. This is my Vendetta. It is one of the heaviest songs Super King has ever released, and I was. They said they were going to have one specific song that was going to be absolutely brutal. And I was not expecting it. I feel like it doesn't quite fit on the album. But, and no, it does not. The breakdown mm-hmm. at the end feels like the ending part of it, it ends too suddenly. Like they could have gone another two measures with the breakdown and just then mm-hmm. had it fade out. I thought that too, but man. It was just ended way too abruptly. But it's a pretty short song. But I mean, very heavy, blast beats all over the place. It's more of those chuggy guitars but i mean it's pretty solid i wouldn't say it's like my favorite on the album but like i haven't come back to it a lot but it's a pretty catchy song with a bouncy riff yeah i like i remember like my mind was just blown when you heard that last like 30 40 seconds of the song man <laughs> i was in awe dude because i'm like man like it, it kind of reminded me of like current sound where like the ending of it, there were some songs that really stuck out. And I felt like that's what made a lot of people actually like this album was that the ending of it was so strong. So it left you going on a high and be like, Oh yeah, that album actually really wasn't that bad, oh, which yeah. I think there's a lot of songs scattered. It was just like that kind of like bit of the path and annihilation, which really made it tough for me. And a few of the songs weren't just mind blowing, but I think these last like three or you could say arguably four if God of Fire were just mind blowing and really uh, divert people's expectations of what they were thinking the album was going to be. Because I thought it was going to be Pressure 2.0. And I think that this <laughs> album as a whole was better than Pressure, but I think Pressure had some of Wage Wars' best songs. And I don't think that this album had some of it for Keen's best songs, you know? Yeah. Um, one thing I will say though is I felt like some of the heavier songs, I mean, even Stockholm, but especially this one. I felt like it wasn't quite as inspired as a lot of the stuff on Dark Skies in terms of the heaviness. It felt like they were just being heavy to be heavy, if that makes sense. Like, I mean, it's still a very good song, but it's just, it didn't, it lacked some of the passion that you heard on stuff like Locked in My Head and Louder Voice. Yeah. I think it was kind of repetitive of what's been on the album. 
No, I did. I didn't think it was repetitive on what was on the album. Mm-hmm. It just felt like it didn't have the passion that most of Fit for King's heavier stuff usually has. Mm-hmm. Like it just seemed kind of like they they clearly seemed like they didn't want to make the drop F tuning heavy stuff as much anymore. And I think this was just a he- let's just be heavy to be heavy sort of song. Like it didn't seem like it was as like I don't know. It just didn't seem like they were fully into it. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really heavy. I liked it. It kind of for the last song on the album, just to get you all pumped up. I thought it was a great song. I liked it a lot. And everything that you guys said, I agree with a hundred percent. But I do think it was a great song. And I mean, it isn't. I, I made a list. It's it's in my list as one of my favorites on the album. So, I mean, I have nothing bad to say about it. Yeah, yeah. With me, like, it's I think just, it was great. Yeah, for me, it's just it like gets you hyped, but it's like the last track at the mm-hmm. end uh, on the album, and it ends so abruptly, and it's just like you're just left like wanting more sort of thing, because like it stops in the middle of the breakdown. But don't worry, guys. We just have to wait like two to three years. Yeah. It's fun. For <laughs> yeah. more and see, that's what annoyed me though, man, is because I felt like I, I liked this album, but like it's just kind of disappointing because I was like I wanted it to be even better you know yeah and i was like because that the whole like two three year wait man is so brutal sometimes especially when the album isn't that great like when pressure released i was like it was awesome but now i'm like all annoyed like man i still have to wait another year for another album you know it's just over two years like barely since dark skies uh released Mm -hmm. and so what it what they had basically was it wasn't it was a very short turnaround for an album like I, there's not very many albums where, where they're almost exactly within two years of each other, so it's a very short d- delay for for like in terms of in between albums, but I mean it is what it is. I feel like they could have definitely uh, have done better, but the wait is gonna be a bit longer. I feel like because Dark Skies, I'm still jamming a lot versus the path. I don't see. Being yeah, it's like repeatable. I'm still satisfied with Dark Skies. You know, I still right. jam that all the time. I was even jamming uh, with Price of Agony today. Um, I felt like that album was a lot more unique and there's a lot more parts, which I was like, wow, like all these songs are so different. I don't get tired of it. And I feel like the path, once I listen to it more, cause I've only listened to it probably like two full times, you know, like fully through and then a few songs mm-hmm. individually. Um, I, I just hope it doesn't age, which I feel like it's like some of it may a little bit just cause I don't think the album will hold up that well, but I could be wrong. I could get better over time. That's how some albums are. You may not like it the first listen, but let me tell you, like the third, fourth time, you're like, okay, this sounds, this is pretty awesome, you know. I mean, I've listened to about probably five or six times all the way through, plus other songs individually more. I will say that the album overall does get a lot better with each listen, but songs like "The Path" and "Annihilation" are just, and "God of Fire" even are not gonna age as well as songs from <laughs> Dark Skies. I can already tell you that they definitely haven't. <laughs> already just within yeah. just within uh listening to them just a few times i have they don't seem like they have aged as well already with repeatability and then plus the state of the scene in a couple of years i don't know what it's going to be at but i definitely think because by that point parkway drive is going to have another album sort of thing and it's like okay is parkway drive going to like change their sound a bit because if they do then the title track of the path just sounds very dated by that point if the band that they're mm-hmm. copying yeah. changes their sound so i mean it is what it is but 
Yeah. yeah. So let's, let's rate uh, Vendetta before we yeah. talk about the rest of the album. Um, I would rate Vendetta like I'd probably give it a four point three. I think it was I liked it a little more in Stockholm. Be- actually, no, I'm gonna go four point two. Um, I just kind of think that having that extra time and it being longer than Stockholm made it better and more enjoyable mm-hmm. just because there's more to it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I would yeah. say uh, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Ouch. Which, that's actually a good rating, by the way. Like, 4 to yeah. me is like, so like 5 is like top tier best song ever sort of thing. 4.5 is just extremely good. A 4 is a just a pretty good song overall. And then 3.5 is good, but not the greatest sort of thing. Like, I've heard better from them sort of thing. And then three is just like, it's just meh. So, I mean, it's a good song. So 3.5 is a good rating. So, yeah. So I gave it a 4.5. I, I, again, one of my favorites on the album. So I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So as a whole, do you, uh, what would you guys rate this album out of five? I would say overall, somewhere between like a three and a half and a four yeah i mean i would say about three and a half so like 3.5 um i first on first listen it was a three but i mean as the song some of the a lot of the songs have gone better with repeated listens i'd say it's a 3.5 um yeah, i don't see it getting listens. higher than that though yeah i don't think overall like overall my my top favorites lot of louder voice got a fire locked in my head sorry and vendetta were my top favorites on yeah. the album I would say yeah. my top favorites were Face of Hate, Louder Voice. Um, I would say, and then also Stockholm uh, would be my third, probably. Yeah, I was like, mine would be, of course, number one would be Louder Voice. Number two, um, I, I would actually say Profit. I actually liked that song a lot. And the more I listen to it, I start loving it more. And then Vendetta would be my number three. Yeah. What would your album rating be? Um, so I'm going to give it just a three. Um, I just, when you, I compare it to other fifth for albums, which I know I probably shouldn't do. Um, it's just like, I think that there's a lot of missed opportunity with some of the songs, and especially with, I was really annoyed of just somehow how some of the riffs and the choruses played out, you know, mm-hmm. as I always kind of thought of them as like, they always have these really catchy choruses, but they also have these really amazing riffs that can be unique, you know? And I felt like, um, a lot of the songs just had the really same, like copy and paste riff. And as someone like, I look, I'm not a drummer, so I can't really say anything about the drums. I assume they are amazing. Cause I, I didn't say anything. Oh, bad the about drumming them. is absolutely insane on this record. It's yeah. Jared's always, Jared's always like a God at drums, but like from a guitar standpoint, I thought the, the lead was great, but I was just so tired of just like these really simple yeah. breakdowns and some of the riffs. So that's me. So yeah. I give it a 3.5 or a three out three out of five. My bad. I would say uh, with the drums and guitars, it's very much a drum-led record rather than a guitar-led record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's like the drums lead, drive every song, and like the rhythm guitar sometimes fade in the background on some songs. But I mean, like yeah. the flock to my head, I feel like because there's the constant lead guitar going throughout, and the drums are absolutely just powerful on that song. Like they're just really fast and stuff like that. I feel like the rhythm guitar just kind of sinks into the background while the drums and the lead guitar really get to focus on that one. Yeah, I was like, it definitely like kind of will like blend together a little bit. Uh, I'm and then like comparing it to their freaking albums, I mean, Dark Skies of Creation, Destruction are like four point five to five for me. So I mean, 
they're very yeah good. i was like so i think like i would rate like dark skies like almost like a five i'd probably give it like a little less just because yeah that's kind of um, i am all like the best songs were singles so when i listened to the album i was a little disappointed because like they set like the highest highest of like expectations with the albums for the singles for dark skies mm-hmm. so i was a little just disappo- like some of the deep tracks were amazing yeah but like that my they had price of agony when everything means nothing those two alone for singles were like i thought this is about to be the greatest thing i ever heard which it's still like amazing but like my expectations were very uh very confused <laughs> oh yeah I'm i the feel same like way. dark skies is great though yeah, I'm the same way. Like, Price of Agony and When Everything Means Nothing actually got me into Fit for a King. So, I mean, that's, that's yeah. over two years ago now. But, like, uh, those two songs got me into Fit for a King and really just the style of metalcore in general. So, yeah. I, I Jordan, like... would you say uh, The Path is, like, your favorite Fit for a King album or are there others that would top it? Specifically? I like Dark Skies. Dark Skies, to me, is the favorite out of all yeah of yeah i think that's most people's favorite because dark skies was such a great album and it had a lot of great things for everyone you know and it had mm-hmm. some the emotion man there's some really like deep songs and i would say that album is the one that really helped them uh blow up you know because oh, yeah. uh mm-hmm. the price of agony when everything means nothing really helped them uh kind of get i i know ryan said this um kind of helped them hit that like almost headliner level you know because they oh, said yeah, they absolutely. had some great songs of death grip and um uh like pissed off and stuff but um like dead memory like though it's like nothing like all those songs were great but like they didn't really have like this enough songs to like kind of make them a headliner and that one really helped them and now yeah. the path has definitely set them above because oh, yeah. they got a lot more I mean, listens to some of their songs that were a little million. more radio friendly yeah they passed a million monthly listeners on spotify which is a huge mm-hmm. deal especially for christian metal and they are even like four hundred thousand above august burns red which they have toured with that's insane because so, August yeah. Burns Red is like the legends of Christian metalcore. So, yeah, like they're like mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, but Fifer King. But um, I think we talked about uh, pretty much everything. Mateo, did you rate the album already? You said three. Yeah, 5? I said three point five. Well, also just uh, putting on to adding on to the your last point. Uh, Dark Skies launched them like crazy. I mean, they were at like a hundred over a hundred thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. And then Dark Skies released and blew up and hit radio on Octane. And that then they ended up at like 700,000, but still like before the path even released anything. So, I mean, they were, were had blown up massively with, with uh, Dark Skies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, for me, I right. was, I'll just say really quickly, because I think we should probably wrap this up. But for me, I, I didn't really know Fit for a King until I saw them on tour a few times uh, this last year. And so for me, a lot of these albums are still really new. So hearing this Mm -hmm. and hearing the last ones, I mean, I have such a fresh opinion of it because everything is still new to me where you, I know you guys have heard them for a long time, but uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely like dark skies better than this album, but I think there are some good songs here. So. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely some great songs on here. So hopefully it's not another three years or whatever before we hear another album. I don't think oh, so. Oh yeah, we. It, I think it'll yeah. be like two yeah. for a minute, like minimum, of course. Because I mean, like mm-hmm. they're gonna be touring a lot next year, so I don't see them doing a lot of like writing next year, just because of the also the volume of releases next year is gonna be insane because of quarantine. But then once touring oh, yeah. opens yeah. back up, if that does next year, I mean, you're just gonna have so many uh, 
and just shows that they are going to be doing, especially since they're doing oh, yeah. uh, their. What's ironic is their first tour off of this album is going to be the they are the first uh, act on a like four uh, headliner tour or something. So it's going to be interesting, but I definitely yeah. see them doing a lot of touring these next couple years, not really doing albums. Plus, like yeah, Tuck has uh, off-road minivan and stuff like that. So I mean, they all have their different projects. Phineas is coming out with a new album next year, so I can't see them doing an one over like two years away. Like it's got to be two to three years away. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, uh, like I think the path is a great album, guys. I think we all yeah. like agree it's that really uh was impressive, but um. I just want to th- say uh, thank you all for watching the Fuel of Fire podcast and for listening to our opinions on the path. And uh, make sure to reach out to us and let us know what your thoughts were on the path. Uh, Mateo, make sure to at your social real quick. Yeah, so uh, go follow me at Christian underscore Rock X on Instagram. Post a lot of content with Fifford King on it. So uh, go follow that if you like Fifford King. <laughs> Yeah, heck yeah. And then uh, Jordan, you can do the Fuel Fire and viewers, of course. Uh, yeah, so I'm at xjordox on Instagram. You can follow me as well. I don't have all the content, but, <laughs> <laughs> the, but I'm on Fuel of the Fire, so that's what dude. matters. Yeah, this is, you need to take more selfies, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> no but, one um, wants to get this face. Oh, come on. Everybody does, my friend. Come on, pal. But uh, you can make sure everyone follow me on Facebook and Instagram at iChristianRock. I like Instagram a lot more because Facebook is not that fun. And then, of course, on YouTube at iChristianRock. Cole, I do reactions. I even did a 55-minute reaction of the path. You can check that out. But um, make sure to follow the Fuel of Fire podcast on Instagram and Facebook at just simply Fuel of Fire podcast. We'll try to keep another this weekly schedule going. We've been having a lot of fun with this. But uh. Thank you guys for watching, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Sounds good. See you guys. Oh, no!